Thanks for tuning in to Investment Insight presented by McKay Wealth Advisory. My name is Hayden Prophet. Today, we're joined by Brent McKay, and we're going to dive into a couple things that we deal with a lot, rebalancing 401ks and our models within our portfolios and asset allocation. So tell us a little bit about how many different asset classes we have out there and which one, what the benefits of utilizing each one are. So there's lots of different asset, out, you know, asset classes, Hayden. I mean, clearly, um, when you look at a portfolio, what tends to have the highest probability of you making money is not if you picked a Franklin Templeton fund or a Fidelity fund, it's what asset class do you purchase? You know, so obviously the big one, a lot of people look at the Dow, which is usually large companies, or the S&P 500, which is large companies. So within our models, you know, that tends to be large U.S. companies tend to be the base for most models. Um, one of the big things when you're looking at portfolios is you want to build the right blend. So if you have um, somebody comes in, the first thing we look at is really their age and their situation. You know, if you know, hey, if you win the lottery tomorrow um, and you have, you know, a couple hundred million dollars, you, you even though you're younger, um, you don't need to take as much risk because you'd be living off that money. I'm assuming you're not coming to work the next day. You, you, you might be. Um, I'll but, just show up quietly. And, yeah, you know, yeah. Just... I mean, it'd be good to manage money. But, um, but those are the first things. So you really start with what is the goal in mind? If your goal is a lower risk, um, lower volatility portfolio, you know, we're probably going to start with a bond fund because... You know, bonds, because they have a um, fixed interest rate and they've got a duration, um, you have less risk, you have a little bit less volatility, typically or historically, or maybe some CDs, you know, so those are some asset classes in a portfolio. So we'll start with the end in mind, where you want to accomplish first. Um, and then from there, we'll build a portfolio. Um, there's, and so large cap U.S. companies tend to be less volatile than smaller companies. But smaller companies are the ones that come up with the cures for the cancers, the cures for obesity, the cures for many different things that are going on. So they have more risk, but they also have a higher rate of return. Yeah, and so with those different risk levels, is it different to have a portfolio for our parents versus us? Would we be, you know, our parents are a little bit older than us, obviously, sure. but will we pick a portfolio for them that's not as risky? Yeah, so, so typically, you know, if you know now, if your parents come in and say, "Hey, my 100% goal is not to retire, but is to make sure that Hayden Profit and Liz Profit have as much money as possible." So, if that's one of your goals, you might have more risk to try to grow the money with inflation. But generally speaking, most people come in, and their goal is to have a safe income and leave some inheritance for their kids. And so, that portfolio is going to have a higher degree of investments like bonds and um, maybe even some realist, commercial real estate or some commodities in there that might have a little bit less risk and act differently. Of course, in a portfolio, what you mainly want to do is you want to try to make sure you always have an asset class that is making money, you know, because that way, you know, if the stock market is down, you know, right now and the bond market's up, then I want to be selling my bonds when I'm retired and living off that money. And then vice versa, when the stock market goes up, bonds tend to go down. And so we're going to own um, both. So we're going to sell our stocks when the market's up. And that way, by having both of those two main, those are really the two main asset classes we work from are stocks and bonds. Um, and having both those two in play allows you to build a portfolio where you have both things working. Now, uh, within that um, time frame, you've also have, um, you know, international versions of the same thing. You know, uh, most European companies are more established more well-known, you know, British Petroleum, Nestle, two brands that almost every American will see every day. And, um, and those are international companies, but they're more 
developed. Whereas, you know, um, an emerging market company, maybe Taiwan Semiconductor Company, which is the largest emerging market stock in the world, they're making, you know, computer chips. And so, but then making chips, they're an emerging market investment, but they're pre-established as the largest emerging market company in the world. And so you're gonna have some of that too, but there's also a lot more risk in the emerging market. You know, one day China could decide, hey, we're gonna go invade Taiwan. And if they invade Taiwan, Taiwan Semiconductor is probably gonna have a pretty bad day since most of their bigger factories are in Taiwan. So emerging markets are a great way to make money, but you also gotta be careful. And so um, those markets tend to be more volatile. They do have more return potential. You know, Mexico, for instance, been a big shining light this year. Um, Mexican stock market has done very well. And so um, there's an area of the market that can, um, you, you want to own a little part of. But the same, vice versa, you know, then there's also some called frontier markets, which we really don't have any frontier markets in our portfolio, but that would have been a Ukraine before Russia invaded. That would have been a, some of the countries in Africa. But those are an asset class that in the past we've owned, but we don't currently own at the moment. Yeah, and that's that all goes into how we pick investments for the portfolio and the different uh, modern portfolio theory. And can you hit on that just a little bit? So modern portfolio theory basically states that there's a degree of accuracy or there's a degree of correlation or uncorrelated assets. So the idea there is, is hey, when large cap U.S. stocks go up, typically large cap investment grade or high quality bonds go down. So if you put one, if you put them both in a portfolio, they're going to cause you know, this, this kind of movement. And that way you're kind of getting at more of a less risky return because you're getting some stuff that makes money, some stuff that lose money and it averages out for a positive return, but it has less volatility. All less... of your eggs are not in one basket and you're diversified. Correct. And that's a big, that's, that's it. And so modern portfolio theory states that different assets move different times. So great example is when Russia invaded Ukraine, you know, large US companies didn't do very well, but commodities, which a lot of those which were made in Ukraine, rallied big and had huge returns. So if you had built a portfolio with both commodities in it and large U.S. companies in it, they would move in opposite directions, which kind of helps for a retiree because a retiree doesn't want to go back to work. So you want to be able to pull money out of areas where you're making money. Right. Absolutely. So another thing we've been doing the last few weeks has been rebalancing 401ks. Can you hit on why that's important and how that also mitigates loss potential as well? So typically, if you look at you know some case studies, just to give you an example. If you look at the um, early 2000s, one of the big things that people did is in 2003, 2004, 2005, 2006, 2007, the stock market had positive years. So if you had put 50% of your money in large U.S. companies and 50% in bonds, because five years in a row, large U.S. companies had gone up. Let's just say, for instance, instead of you having 50% in stocks, 50% in bonds because of the gains you now have 70 or 80% of your money in the stock market and only 20 or 30% of your money in lower risk investments. And so what that did is when the 2008 crisis hit, majority of Americans' portfolios were in much higher risk positions than they had planned on being in. If they had methodically gone back to their targets, gone back to modern portfolio theory and gone back to a lower risk portfolio as they made money, when the 2008 event occurred, they would not have lost as much money. And one of the biggest rules when you're retired or close to retirement is losing money has a much greater impact than it does on me and you, Hayden, because, because of our age. You know, if there is a large stock market decline, it will affect our income because it's how we get paid. Right. Because if customers make less, you know, goes down, we make less money, so we get paid less. But the end of the day, um, 
not having as much risk is important because it's just when you retire, it's just as important to protect your money as it is to make some money. Because you, you know, whatever. Right, and you know, if we talk about a 50-50 blend in retirement with rebalancing, when you say rebalance back to the targets, if stock markets just kill it for 10 years and a five a million dollar portfolio, 500,000, 500,000, it goes up to 700,000, we would sell off 100,000 to make to in, maintain that 50-50 blend. Correct. Correct. And that's and that's the biggest thing is you and most people don't touch their 401k's until the market's going down. And the reality is, you know, the, the, the concept is true. You want to kind of sell high and buy low. So you don't want to panic when the market's going down, but you want to be proactive before the market drops. And on the same token, you also want to buy when it's cheaper. You know, um, a lot of times in our portfolios, when we do rebalance, we're always going to look for asset outclasses that we feel like are on sale or discounts or low. So that's the number one thing you do in rebalancing is, you want to look at the valuations of these companies and make a determination if it makes sense to buy them. Right. Buy low, sell high, and don't put all your eggs in one basket. Correct. That's a good so. one. Well, awesome. Those are great things that we've implemented in the firm. And so uh, thank you so much for tuning in today and have a great day. Thank you.